It's time for This Week in WordPress, episode number 273, entitled Halloweeny Barky. It was recorded on Monday, the 30th of October, 2023. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and I'll be joined by three fine guests today. The first stop is going to be Wendy Hussendevelt, and also by Roger Vosfeld, but also by Michelle Frischette. Well, maybe it was Michelle, maybe it wasn't Michelle. You'll have to see the episode to figure out. It's the Halloween episode, and so she kind of gets dressed up. It's a WordPress podcast, so what do we talk about? Well, WordPress, would you believe it or not? Gutenberg 16.9 is coming around the corner, and there's some updates about that. Also, WordPress 6.4, there's a field guide giving you some information about some updates, which are also coming. We've got our silly awards Elementor has had to cancel their DreamWeb event. The State of Open Source has a survey that you can fill out about any open source project. Bluehost have their Creators Award. Ollie, the theme, has given their onboarding wizard a separate plugin. You can find out how that helps you to introduce your customers or yourself to block-based themes. An accessible accordion? Is that possible? We look at a possible option loads of Black Friday deals and just deals in general coming around. So we cover several of those. We talk about a little bit of security, the Lightspeed Cache plugin. And we also talk about how Cloudways have joined forces with Patchstack. And then it's on to Texts, which is a $50 million acquisition by Automatic. And finally, possibly the saddest thing you've ever seen in the world. Gallons and gallons of wine flowing down a hill in Portugal. It's all coming up next on This Week in WordPress. This episode of the WP Builds podcast is brought to you by GoDaddy Pro, the home of managed WordPress hosting that includes free domain, SSL, and 24-7 support. Bundle that with the hub by GoDaddy Pro to unlock more free benefits to manage multiple sites in one place. Invoice clients, and get 30% off new purchases. Find out more at go.me forward slash WP builds. Hello, it's, uh, it's me, it's Nathan and WP builds. It's episode number 273. I'm already chuckling uh, of this week in WordPress. That means we've done 272 other episodes. You can find them on the WP builds dot com website an absolute pleasure having you on the show if you fancy joining us in the comments please feel free to do that so a few bits of housekeeping before we introduce the guests properly that's all right if you fancy making a contribution to this show we'd really love that probably the best way to do that is to go to this url wpbuilds.com forward slash live if you go there then you need to be logged into some kind of google account because it's youtube comments however a neat little feature of the platform that I've started to use recently. If you don't want to be logged into anything, if you go to that page in the top right hand corner of the video, so you're looking inside the video embed is a tiny little box and it says live chat. You can chat in there and you don't need to be logged into any kind of platform. But anyway, if you do want to comment, we'd really appreciate that. The other option is to go to our Facebook group. If you're in there, there's one little extra that you've got to do, and that's to go to wpbuilds.com 
forward slash Facebook. That'll get you in there. And then you've got to go through a little bit of a bit of jiggery pokery because Facebook do not let us have your avatar and name unless you go wave.video forward slash lives forward slash Facebook and surrender your entire life to Ross and Facebook. <laughs> anyway, there we go. That's uh, that's it. Michelle, I'm going to leave you to last because she's got, she's got a, okay. a bit of a surprise in store and uh, there's only so much I can cope with uh, today. <laughs> You'll notice that there are some silly bits around the edge because it's it's coming up to Halloween. I know that in the US it's a big deal. In the UK, it's not so much of a big deal, but we thought we'd make the effort anyway. Um, but joining us there, down there, we got Wendy. How are you doing, Wendy? She's on mute. I am muted, You're not uh, muted but now. good. <laughs> How are you? You're right. Yeah, I'm. I'm all good. Well, let me introduce you properly. Wendy is one of the lead organizers of WordCamp Europe 2024. We'll find out more about that in a little while. The team is already working on organizing the event, and she is super excited and is happy to share where we are in the process, what we're focused on, what they're focused on, and also what the challenges are. We will get to that a little bit later. But thank you for joining us once again, Wendy. I really appreciate well, it. Thank you for Fun having me. fact, years and years ago, uh, both Wendy and I were in a, in a program called WP Elevation, and she was my uh, accountability partner. Although, what was that like 10 years ago or something? Yeah, something like that. We, have, we go way back. Yeah, yeah, we do. That was, yeah. <laughs> no, that was great, wasn't it? And we're also joined by Roger. How are you doing, Roger? All good. Thank you for inviting me. You are so welcome. Roger, um, you join us. I think, is this the second or maybe third time? I can't remember. No, this is actually the first time. Is it? Open it offline how? a couple of times, but ah, never the, on the show. We, yeah, there mm -hmm. we go. Okay, well, thank you. Uh, Roger is an agency turned WordPress product founder. Um, the company that he works for, WildCloud, introduces the scalable infrastructure of SaaS to the WordPress community, enabling builders to compete with Shopify, Webflow, and Wix. You're very modest there, Roger. You haven't actually named the company or told us much about it. Well, go on, quick elevator pitch. Tell us what it is. Um, so the company's called wildcloud.com. And um, yeah, it's we actually make it possible to build a single WordPress website once, uh, turn it into a product, sell that to your customers and basically improve all of your customers' safety over time. So we essentially make it possible to sell and maintain more websites with fewer people. Nice. Well, I appreciate you joining us today for the first Thanks. time. Apologies. But your face and everything about that whole background is really familiar. So just assumed that you'd been on the I show I make a before. lot of videos. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it is. Okay. Right. Last year, at about this time last year, more or less to the day, uh, Michelle didn't come on the screen, but she came on the show and then she clicked the turn the camera on button. And I actually had a fit uh, <laughs> because she was dressed as me. And it was pretty funny because I wasn't expecting it. The thing is, I don't know what she's doing this year. So hold on. First of all, let me, I don't know if I can make you big. I think I can. Right. Let's click that. Right, Michelle. Right. Shall I count you down? Three. I, I, I can't hear all the sudden right now. So I'll close no, on. just do it whenever you like. Three, two, one. Go for it. Okay, here we go. <laughs> wait, wait, here's the mic. Is that actually on your face or is that AI? <laughs> it's on my face. <laughs> <laughs> just take that in for a minute. 
some kind of like dog with a hat that says this is this fine on it. Or some kind of fire back. What the what are you thinking? You, ever, you can't you even explain never, it. You've never seen the meme? There's a meme with the dog sitting with a cup of crappy and the whole house is burning down around him and he says, This is fine. Oh okay. <laughs> no, I haven't, but it's but it's all the better. But that honestly, you are priceless. Oh, that's brilliant. This I'm is the level that I went to. Put it in the chat. I, oh, I, I must look at the chat. I'll do that in a second. This is the level that oh, I went yeah. to. I strung up about six skulls in the background, which is a, a half-baked attempt at anything, frankly. Right, okay, let's have a look in the live chat. There's quite a few. Yeah, <laughs> half-baked attempts. We're in the Netherlands. I think uh, Roger is also in the Netherlands. We don't. I don't think we do Halloween. Well, some of us do, like for fun, but really a thing it's it? not really a thing in the uk either but nevertheless we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna go for it because we're gonna full halloween today we're gonna go full halloween one of the things that i want to do first of all is this if anybody says anything funny yeah there's that or we might get this one i like this one more Yeah, I like that. And if you do anything really brilliant, you'll get this. And, and honestly, these are the depths to which I will sink. So uh, that is the life goal for today. Yeah, that's do it. Something gotta make, that gotta make is going to... Got to make us mm. all laugh. But uh, gonna... yeah, anyway, so we'll, we'll have fun during this episode. Let's see if there's anybody joined us in the comments. There usually is. And usually some weather reports. Rob Cairns joins us to say hi. Thank you very much. Mark Wang. <laughs> Still looking at Michelle. <laughs> uh, good morning from Team Two W Team WP Builds. Looking forward to a spectacular show. Thank you, Mike, who is a bit of a regular these days. Loving the spooky graph. Thank you, Mike. Uh, it took me literally twelve seconds to put that together. I'm uh, very proud of myself. Uh, Peacher says, "Wow, so many friends on the show today. That's lovely." Mike Johnston says, well, "I don't know how to pronounce that." Oatard from <laughs> Lisbon. Apologies if I've butchered that. I think I probably have. Patrick, we're going to talk about you later. Uh, he says, "Hi, Dave Gray, joining us from the south of the UK, testing the live chat. It works, Dave. I can confirm." Um, Peacher says she's looking forward to Michelle's Halloween special. Well, there it is. You can see it now. I have no doubt there will be something. Can she shot top last year's one? I think she can, and I think she has. Uh, hello from Sweden. Thank you very much for joining us. Uh, Mans, apologies, Mans. I'm sure that little accent above the A probably means that it's not pronounced like that, but I apologized. Uh, Leia WP, waiting for the reveal. Oh, I, I suspect that's already happened. And then loads of people laughing at the reveal. Peter Ingersoll, who always joins us for the weather report. After a record setting high temperature on Saturday, the rains came in. It's currently eight degrees centigrade. Nice. Same here, Peter. He always joins us to give us the weather report. Aldermaston in the UK is fine today. And I think that's it. That's what we've got so far. If you far. go to the private chat, I sent you a link that you couldn't show the, the meme this goes with. Oh, okay. All right. Let me put that on the screen. Let's have a quick look at that. If I can make... Uh, do you know what? My Mac clipboard. I don't know if you get the same thing. My Mac clipboard is really temperamental at the moment. I updated to the latest version of Mac OS a little while ago, and it really doesn't want to do anything to do with the clipboard. So I have to do everything with a, um, 
with a keyboard, you know, with the mouse. Okay, here we go. Let's have a little look. Let's share it on the screen. This is the thing. This okay. Now I get it. Michelle, you're a wonder. Thank you so much. Oh, sorry. I wasn't able to join in on the gag because I didn't actually know it. But yeah. Oh, no, you That's good. Now I do. Okay, Michelle Frechette, we should introduce her. There she is, dressed as that meme. She's the Director of uh, Community Engagement for Stella WP at Liquid Web. And in addition to working at Stella WP, Michelle is the podcast barista over at WP Coffee Talk. She's the co-founder of Underrepresented in Tech creator of WP Career Pages, president of the board of Big Orange Heart, director of community relations and contributor at Post Status. She's an author, business coach, and a frequent organizer of WordCamp, sorry, WordPress events. She lives outside Rochester, New York, where she's an avid nature photographer. She also likes memes, and you can find her <laughs> at meetmichelle.online. Much as we love the silliness that comes with this, we are going to get to some actual WordPress stuff. I'm sure you'll be pleased to know uh, so here we go. Let's begin that journey. First of all, a little bit self-promotion. This is us, WPBuilds.com. Uh, you can see we are gratefully sponsored by GoDaddy Pro. Thank you to them for keeping the lights on over on this show and all the other shows that we do. I am very, very grateful to them indeed. The other thing to mention is this is a silly award that we are running. Um, we don't make a dime out of it. It's all for the good of the WPCC, which is the WordPress Community Collective. If you want to, I know it's that time of the year, isn't it? There's loads of awards going on. So I thought, let's do the antidote to those awards. You don't get to vote on anything. You essentially get to go here. Each of these is a radio button that you can't switch off or can't switch on. Uh, so you have no choice. You, you just go to the bottom and you cast your vote. Um, and in order to get your name on this illustrious list, you have to submit a, a receipt to me of 20 bucks minimum for the WPCC, and in exchange for that, you will guarantee yourself a win on the most important award ceremony of the year, the WP Builds WordPress Awards, and we've got some stupidity going on. The best WordPress blog, David McCann, funniest laid-back WordPresser is Jeffro, uh, top taco tycoon of WordPress is Carl Van Dusen, and the list goes on. Third coolest, Dave Smith in the WP, build, uh, WP community. There we go. And so if you want to do that, give them some money. WPBuilds.com forward slash awards. Do it. Raise some money. It's for a good cause. We've got a couple of webinars going on at the moment. The first one is with Leo Lozovic from uh, Gato GraphQL. We're on the third episode. Probably not this week. It's supposed to be on Wednesday, but looks like he's out of action this week. But we'll carry that on. That's at Archives. Demo Archives. I'm also, I've started a new show with Sabrina Zidane, all about speeding up your WordPress website. We did. First episode, we did Hero Videos. Second episode, Lazy Loaded Images. Who knows what she's going to tell us this week, but that'll be on Thursday at 3 p.m. UK time. And finally, this is our Black Friday page, sponsored by uh, Gravity Forms and WS Form. That competition right at the top of the page, right there. You can imagine those <laughs> fighting it out. Um, but this is a searchable, filterable page of loads and loads of WordPress deals. You can go in and decide what it is that you want to look at. And typically, we get about 300 things on there by Black Friday. It's wpbuilds.com forward slash black. Just head there, bookmark it, and we will have boatloads of deals by the turn of Black Friday. So here we go. Right, enough promotion. Thank you. Let's go. Justin Tadlock um, on the Make WordPress Core uh, blog this week had an article entitled What's New in Gutenberg 16.9? And the answer is there's a couple of nice new features. 
This one is my favourite, and it sounds like it's Wendy's favourite as well. We'll go yeah, into a few of them a little bit later. But you have the capacity now. I'm going to turn that media, that annoying noise off, because oh, it's doing sick. my head in. <laughs> Thank God, it was you. really frustrating, wasn't it? Uh, <laughs> cool. Um, you can now rename almost all the blocks from the editor. There's a few exceptions. You can't rename core forward slash block, template parts, pattern or navigation. But basically now, if you want to go into the navigation and you want to give it a new name, uh, you can. It sounds like a trivial thing, but in my case, where I'm creating paragraph after paragraph after paragraph, it actually is going to be really nice to be able to rename these things. So, Wendy, when we were talking about this show before we pressed record, you thought this was nice. Why did you like this? Yeah, for the same reason that you liked it. Um, uh, I work at Automatic. I do live chat support for WordPress.com. And we often help users and they say, well, I have this thing in my paragraph and it's really weird. And then you open the page and they, like you, have 70 paragraph blocks and then you have to find the right one, which is, of course, doable, except in the list view, um, which I use a lot. And having paragraphs or things have specific names makes it so much easier to use the list view. Um, also, because I... For me, the list view is so much easier in reorganizing different blocks, um, but it is not if if all your blocks have the same name. So that's why I really, really like it. Yeah, it, uh, Roger. When we before we hit record, you you it sort of thought that that well, you didn't say as much, but it sounded like you were surprised that both Wendy and I thought that was useful. No, I was um, uh, just jumping in and trying to figure out what it was about. I think I yeah. fell into half the middle of a conversation, but exactly as you say, Wendy, this is a common problem that I have with writing articles on our website. Um, so I can't wait to use it really. I guess for me, it'll be most useful actually for parent items. So things like the group block, where I want to say, for example, I don't know, this is the hero. This is the, I don't know, the testimonials section. And, and it's at the top of the tree, so I can collapse everything underneath it. And I know that that's where I've got to find it. At the moment, yes. if I'm in a if I'm in a block based page or post, I have to basically click on an item near to where I want to get to, open up the inserter, and then navigate with my eyes back to the parent in order to find it. Whereas actually having it named would be great. Uh, anybody listening to this, uh, <laughs> this is so not going to happen, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Could we could we color code those as well? Can we have some kind of color taxonomy <laughs> so that all of my things can be like purple or so? I don't know. That's never going to happen. Um, Michelle, what do you want to be called today? Are you still Michelle? <laughs> yeah, I'm so much. I don't know if that dog has a name, so I'll just call it Michelle. Any thoughts on this one? Just this first little bit first. I think it looks like a great idea. I like yeah. being able to find things because of something that makes sense in my own head versus somebody else's head. So. Yeah, maybe maybe that alone is all that is all that's required. Because yeah, just having it as paragraph, 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 paragraph is no good. There's more though. Duplicate and rename patterns. Well, that's going to be really nice. That's one of the features that I make uh, make use of in the block editor all the time. Is is saving away patterns and being able to duplicate them and rename them. That's really nice. Do all that on the fly. Um, you can delete pattern and rename pattern categories as well. I confess that's not a feature I've really made. A great deal of use of, but the idea that you can store, you know, particular patterns away. I don't know. These are all heading patterns, and these are all testimonial patterns, or whatever it may be. And then you can rename that. Is kind of cool. And there's a bunch of other things as well. So, for example, Gutenberg 16.9 also introduces two new media categories. I don't know how these didn't make it, 
thus far for audio and video, uh, which kind of makes perfect sense. You know, the idea that you can categorize those, you know, that just seems really obvious. There's a whole bunch of other really technical stuff further down, uh, but we won't get into that. But that is WordPress 16.9 as described by the somewhat awesome Justin Tadlock. If there's nothing else on that, we'll move on. Give us a Give us a nod of the head. Yeah, okay, perfect. All right, in which case we will press forwards. This is the uh, the, the WordPress field guide. This So this is for WordPress 6.4. We can't be really far away, just a matter of days now between b- yeah, before WordPress 6. What was that? Next week. Yeah, yeah, really soon. Um, comes around. There's absolutely boatloads of work that's been done on it. To, well, you can see the statistics if you're looking at the page. There's hundreds and hundreds of contributors, lots of bugs squashed and so on and so forth. But let's go into some of the things which are going to be coming your way. We have talked about quite a lot of this in the past, but this is quite exciting. WordPress 6.4 introduces block hooks. This is on the make.wordpress.org blog, I should say, which is a feature that provides an extensible mechanism block themes. This is the first step in emulating WordPress's hooks. Uh, this is the concept that allows developers to extend classic themes using filters and actions. And I'm sure we've probably all made use of that, even if we haven't written the code for ourselves. Uh, it also adds extenders so that you can register your own insert and media categories. We've just been talking about those. Um, admin notices are also getting, well, it says here two new functions, abstract HTML markup generation to reduce the maintenance burden. And here's the big bit, encourage consistency in admin notices, whether or not this will, um, you know, make it so that everybody adheres to those guidelines is yet to be seen. Hopefully the idea that there'll be some kind of admin notice consistency. Um, and new WordPress installs will now have this is massive, um, media uploaded in WordPress 6.4. Now it does say here, new WordPress installation. So I don't know if I need to imply that that then is not for older installations. You will now not have an actual page created by default every time you upload a piece of media. I I don't, for the life of me, know why this one hasn't gone away a long time ago, but now you upload media, it will just be in the library and you won't be able to find it elsewhere, presumably through the URL. And there is a boatload of performance improvements. Again, the technical details are far too uh, uninteresting, I would say, on a podcast like this, but there's loads. So anybody want to jump in on that, the, the things that I just mentioned? Just a reminder that this has been from the all, um, underrepresented gender squad, and everybody in that team has been hard at work. Um, I'm on the marketing team and had a little bit of inputs here and there as far as what's going out publicly. Um, I wrote one of the haiku, for example. but. Huh. Um, it's 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 exciting. It's exciting whenever you get this close to publishing. Um, you know, you know, there's always going to be a bug here or there that people are going to find and we're going to fix. And I don't know. It's just it's exciting whenever these kinds of changes come around, and it's really exciting to have been part of the whole process. Nice. That's lovely. Uh, ben Intel, the developer, one of them, I guess, uh, lead developer of Stackable. Uh, he's glad that we switched the uh, noises off because he thought, <laughs> <laughs> thought, his tap, <laughs> thought his tap was running. And then going back to something just a moment ago, Mark Westgard from WS Form, he says renaming blocks is huge. Yeah, it's nice. on the face of it, it doesn't seem like a big thing, but it really is a big thing. Um, you've been able to do this in things like generate blocks for a little while now. So that option has become kind of like 
muscle memory for me, but the idea that you can do it with core blocks is really great. Anyway, sorry, Wendy, Roger, anything about 6.4's field guide? No, excited that it's coming. Also, Good. accessibility. I thought I saw there were quite a bunch of accessibility improvements, which is good thing because um, we can't have too many of those. Right? No. So yeah, that sort of drilled down to the bottom there. Um, there is a boatload listed down here in terms of accessibility as well. So maybe the best thing is to go to that page and you'll see what's coming. Get yourself prepared because it's quite a big release. Uh, Roger, should we move on? Yeah, please do. Uh, as long as you're on the subject of sharing funny comments, I earlier read that Layer WP thinks that your witch sound sounds like his ex. Remarkable. Let's do some more of those just because it's funny. Uh, I have I have five to choose from. So you could. So this is sound number one. Tell me which your favorite is. So this is five witch sounds. Here's one. Okay, a little bit thin on the ground. Here's two. Okay. Is four. Oh my. Yeah, it sounds painful. Uh, <laughs> and here's five, my personal favorite. So, Layers WP, which one uh, is it? Uh, no comment. <laughs> Is there anyone you. else in the audience? Yeah, yeah. Thank you for the thank you for the interesting comment. I think uh, that fourth one was from my first ex stepmother. Okay, here she here she, here she comes. Yeah, that sounds like her. It's hysterical, isn't it? They're so <laughs> kind of like out of the box. You've no idea. I spent about an hour this morning trying to find uh, sounds for Halloween, and I thought it would be really easy in the open source, yeah, free to find. It's yeah. really not. <laughs> There's hardly any. So, what is a what is a Halloween sound? Is it the weird laughter or is well, it? Well, I went round and tried everything. So this this I googled the word cackle, which cackle, um, and that <laughs> that got me what I wanted. But there was. A I'm one. so glad my laugh is not in that list. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I'm going to mute myself every time I laugh. <laughs> If anybody says something funny, I'm going to raise that. Uh, third one, says Ben. Okay, so yeah, Ben. Yeah, me too. That's my favorite, then. too. Here it's we my go, favorite. Ben. Well, I think Ben was saying it sounded most like somebody that he knows. I'm not getting embroiled in this. Uh -huh. I feel I feel, <laughs> the, I feel the lawyers coming out. But here, here is Ben's ex. <laughs> okay. Right. No more of that, Ben. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Here we go. Let's move on to the next story. So, okay. So from frivolity to something entirely the opposite. So let's just calm it down a minute. Um, if you were going to be attending the, um, the Elementor event, it's called Dream Web. Uh, and it was an event they were going to be holding in a couple of days time in Berlin, Germany. It was a live event. Um, I'm imagining that if you didn't know, if I simply said that Elementor is a company largely um, based out of Israel, I'm sure that that paints enough of a picture for you to realize that there's probably enough going on elsewhere for the for that event to take place. So they took the decision that that event is going to be cancelled indefinitely. They've said that they will return when days are calmer, to paraphrase it, basically. But when I was reading that article, obviously, I completely understood. So if you were hoping to go, presumably the communications have gone out from them and you've you know, you've cancelled your flights and your train journeys and whatever else it was. 
But this was this struck me. Uh, this I, I almost thought this was a typo when I saw it. It says here in 2022, Ele- Elementor hosted more than 400 meetup events. Now that's like one point what like 1.2 a day or something for the entirety of the year. And I, I really didn't know that Elementor was putting that much content out. And I'm sure it was in the Elementor space, you know, probably promoting Yeah, their they own have goods. a very active meetup community. They do, like, oh. uh, uh, elementary meetups, yeah. It's just remarkable, though, isn't it? More than one a day. I mean, I can't think of any. Mind you, I suppose they have the, uh, the reach with over 5 million uh, active installs. When we were doing this show, like, three or four years ago, we basically spoke about Elementor more or less constantly. I know that sort of died down a little bit as Gutenberg has gone up in popularity, but still pretty impressive. Bravo for running so many events. But also, um, you know, if you were thinking of going to that event and for some reason you didn't know about it, um, there you go. It has been cancelled for obvious reasons. Asking you not to get into politics, does anybody want to comment on that one? It's a shame. I was looking Mm -hmm. forward to going to Berlin. Mm -hmm. Um. Did you, you were going to go in person, were you? Yeah, for sure. Oh, that is a shame. Yeah. I guess hold the, hold the, um, hold on to the ticket or something like that, because it does sound like they're intending, uh, to bring that back live, but I guess only time will tell how that actually pans out. So, uh, good luck anyway, Elementor. Let's hope that you manage to revive that when times are, as you describe it, calmer. Okay, if you um, if you like open source stuff, and let's face it, who doesn't? Um, the state of open source, it's a survey. Um, on, honestly, if you're tuning into this podcast and you don't know that WordPress is open source, what the heck? Um, but it's, it's a piece of open source software, which means it's freely distributable. You can copy it, make it your own, fork it, all of that kind of stuff. But there's tons of open source stuff out there from operating systems to, I don't know, um, like, I've got a media player on my uh, on my desktop here called VLC, which is open source. There's m- thousands and thousands and thousands of open source uh, projects, of which WordPress is one. And there's a survey where non-profits, really this survey is for people who have something open source-y, um, but it's called the Open Source Survey, and it's out now. And if you have intuitions as to what you think open source should be doing in the future and what it's doing well and what it's not doing well, uh, you can click on the link into the show notes, which I'll do tomorrow. But it's the surveymonkey.com forward slash r forward slash open dash source dash initiative and run through that survey. Um, I know that we only talk ever about WordPress, but obviously there's an awful lot of stuff going on in the background probably a whole bunch of the stuff that we're running this software on is open source you know there's loads so maybe go and fill that out again i don't know if anybody wants to comment on that if so now's your chance i haven't had a a chance to look at it yet but i do hope that companies that are doing these kinds of surveys are really paying attention to what good survey um how to write a good survey so for example I love that we do this in WordPress every year, but the survey itself isn't necessarily, doesn't have all the right answers. So as somebody who works within another company, for example, sometimes I have to pick the closest thing, which isn't really what I do with WordPress kind of thing. So, and and how we use scale and things like that. So having a lot of background in survey design, I'm often 
disappointed in how surveys look. Hopefully this one is put together well. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you guys use a lot of open source stuff, but I tend to go out of my way to find open source where I can. I think in many situations, I, I have to throw my hands up and say, actually, do you know what? A proprietary paid for closed source version is better for what I need. But on the whole, I do, I always exhaust the open source possibilities first. Um, you know, I, <laughs> for many years, I worked with Linux as my desktop operating system. And then one too many tantrums, it was like, no, today, today is the day that I start using Mac OS or something like that, which again is built on top of a boatload of open source stuff. So Wendy, Roger, anything on that? Yeah, I used to work on, sorry. No, please, Wendy. Wendy. Uh, I used to work on Linux as well. And then again, um, doing my best to find open source options, but, um, it just exhausted me. So I'm now paying for, uh, I'm using a standard operating system and paying for most of the software. Also, I really like the idea of contributing to someone making stuff by paying with for for my for my for the things that i use um yeah somehow my mind changed about using open source and and especially the the free part i mean um i like the open source but also i like paying the people that i use the stuff from because contributing is not for everybody and the people that do contribute i'm a little bit distracted my dad is here and he is in my garden with the hatch trimmer, like this big, going around like this. We can't what hear are you it. Talking about uh, talking yeah. about Halloween. <laughs> we can't hear it, but we can hear your door. Uh, <laughs> my dad's here with a hedge trimmer. That's going to be the uh, the title of this episode. Yeah. So, Roger, are you a big user of open source stuff? Well, we use uh, Kubernetes, which is an orchestration oh. tool to yeah. orchestrate cloud containers. Um, so in that sense, uh, you could say our whole company is based on open source software, either for orchestrating cloud containers or we facilitate WordPress websites, obviously. Um, but in my personal life, I try to, but it's like you. At some point, you've, you you kind of have to yield to whatever's helping you best in a certain area. And I use a Mac as well. So it's... Yeah, I, I kind of had to, I really had to um, convince myself to use a Mac, but it was, it was, I think the, the, the straw that broke the camel's Mac, see what I did there, um, <laughs> was trying to get things to print from my uh, Ubuntu laptop mm. and trying to find the, you know, the right packages to install and then troubleshoot those. And I had a printer that was particularly wonky and man alive i must have spent weeks trying to make things print and i just thought this is getting ridiculous and so much as i love those projects i think on the whole there for people who who had more time around than i did the advent of children in my life meant that um three days troubleshooting printers nah that's uh that's not going to fly anymore so yeah i get it when you're doing your kubernetes containers does that project does that project deliver all the time or do you have to constantly troubleshoot it in the same way that i did with my ubuntu laptop and printers or is it a rock solid constantly updated project which you never have to worry too much about 
Well, I'm clearly not doing anything right now, so <laughs> it, doesn't, <laughs> no, yeah. it doesn't require constant attention. Yeah. But also, I'm I'm not the one. <laughs> I've got I've got much smarter, more brilliant co-founders to handle that. Because it is um, a lot, isn't it? Building your building your career on top of open source stuff. Because you know you just re don't really know when that's going to get updated and how frequently it will be. Um, interesting. Yeah, I suppose so. I mean, one of my co-founders is on a beach in Thailand right now, so clearly they've got a lot of confidence in the infrastructure. Yeah, yeah. It's you've got you got to have the mobile phone though, right? Just in case, <laughs> in case something goes wrong, immediately <laughs> we're have in touch. To get off the beach in Thailand. But we all do it, don't we? If we're in, if we're watching the show, it's very likely that we built at least some part of our business or life on top of WordPress, which is open source. But here we are talking about the great the great lengths that people go to to improve it incrementally, one bit at a time seems like you can, you know, bet your business on top of open source software. And I kind of, I kind of want it to carry on and be available. So here we go. Look, the open source software, the state of it, the 2024 state of open source software survey, uh, I have completed it, but it was a little while ago and I can't remember how long it took, but it's not very long. It won't take you long. And, you know, it's basically check boxes and little fields to specify uh, what you think. So go and fill that out and make sure that the entire open source community is getting some love. Uh, Peter is chiming in on Michelle's comment. He says that creating a good survey is both an art and a science, and it's really hard. It really is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Layer WP or Ben, uh, OS is the way, but sometimes you have to, to have to go paid for. It's a trade-off, easy to use, cost associated with OS hosting, etc. Yeah, I just had a bee in my bonnet about using Ubuntu in this case, or a whole variety of different Linux distributions. And really, it got to the point where it was just not worth the time I was spending on it. And uh, I still never seem to have too many problems with Mac OS. Once in a while, I do, but on the whole, it just works. Right, moving on. Okay. Um, we did my silly award at the beginning where you can nominate somebody for the WPCC contribution. But this is Bluehost one. I think this is a little older than just recently, but I only caught sight of it this week, so I thought I'd mention it. They're on the hunt for 20 WordPress creators. Now, I think that you can nominate yourself as well as other people, but basically they're looking to give away cash prizes to uh, 20 people uh, in the WordPress space. You can uh, submit your application here, um, but what they're looking for, it says the Bluehost WordPress Creators Award is our way of recognizing and celebrating the best WordPress websites and their creators. Whether it's a website, blog, plugin, or theme, so it's pretty open, could be almost anybody really, couldn't it? Um, if it's WordPress, we want to see it. And Yeah, but podcasts are not in the list, so we can't nominate you. No, but you know, I mean, nobody listens to podcasts, Wendy. <laughs> um, oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> Well, I, I suspect I would get under the radar for that. I, I'm imagining that they would allow oh, a podcast. Yeah. So could you, you all nominate me, please? <laughs> um, I want to win this award because I won't. <laughs> no, don't nominate me. Um, the first place is $2,000. Second place is 1000 Third place is 500 And then uh, 14 other winners will receive $150 each. So I just thought saw this is a nice opportunity to... Uh, to get some recognition. You know, if there's some project out there that you're particularly inspired by, some developer, blog creator, writer, whatever it may be, uh, you can submit them to this. And presumably, the more people that submit the same name, the more time, you know, they just jump up the tree and eventually somebody will receive $2,000. So, uh, yeah, go and nominate Nathan Wrigley. 
uh, somebody, whoever you like, Nathan Wrigley. The world process. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, um, what do you mean it's the whole process? So, in the, you know, we're anticipating there will be many, many sites um, submitted and people submitted. And then um, based on certain criteria, it'll be narrowed down. And then if you scroll down, there's a whole bunch of us on the jury and we'll actually be adjudicating the sites. So it's not it's not a popularity contest. It's not whoever gets nominated the most. You didn't have to zoom in, but well, no, because I just wanted to, draw, <laughs> just wanted to draw attention to the fraudulent nature of this photograph. That's nothing. What you don't look at all like that. You've got this, like you know, this bit above your lip is significantly di- anyway. A little different. Now. You can't you, even see me smile in this costume. You look more like but this, I, but I have been. Here's <laughs> where she actually. But yeah, is so that the same photo. I think that's the same photo. I've got it on your WP speakers card, which is lying on my desk here. Look. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Um, so you're one of the judges along with, it looks like, about 20 other people. Rob Cairns, who's in the comments. I thought those were the people that were nominated. Yeah. No, these are the jurors. But these are all cool people that should be nominated. Well, that's why we're on the jury, so that... Nice comeback. Put you in the jury and then you're out of the running. It's like all these years I've been... Um, uh, organizing WordCamp US, so I can't su- I can't submit myself as a speaker. But one of these years, I'm going to be like, no, I'm not going to organize. I'm just going to submit. This is the same idea, right? Well, you're a juror. You can't submit yourself. <laughs> yeah, you get ruled out if you're on the jury. Yeah. So you basically can't vote for any of those people. But there we go. Look, a whole host of very familiar names and faces there. These are the people that will make that decision. So um, go go check it out. You know, we'll be talking about James Giroux in just a moment, actually. But yeah, go check it out, and you might make somebody very very happy. You know, suddenly waking up one morning and re- realizing there's two thousand extra dollars in your bank account um, is great, isn't it? Yeah. It's um, yes. Yeah. I shared my Halloween dad in the private chat. Oh, what am I supposed to? Do you want me to copy that and paste that in here? Look, you see, I've got to do this horrible copy pasty thing like this. Here we go. Oh, you just took I a mean, photo of your dad. Oh, yeah, I'm right. sitting in front of the window, and he's right here with his with his thing. Oh my! I've got to say, either right, and forgive me, right? Either mm-hmm. you have the most incredible noise suppression on your microphone, or your dad's not actually doing a fat lot, Wendy. He's just <laughs> out there, sort of going around. My house is very well isolated. <laughs> yeah, oh, that's great. Look, Wendy's dad. On the show, you can show it. You can tell him, <laughs> tell him that later. I'm sure he'll be delighted. Um, yeah, so go and vote on the awards, and you know, see if you can get somebody to get a couple of grand in their pocket. That's a yeah, really nice. That would be so nice. A really nice initiative. Okay, so I'll just let you know. It's called BlueHostAwards.com. They even got the domain. All right, here we go. Okay, this is the story that keeps on giving, and it feels like it has finally come to what I think is a really nice outcome. Uh, Patrick Posner was in the comments a moment ago. I don't know if he still is, but this is the Ollie theme. I, I think, really, we've covered this probably on a weekly basis for the last month or so, which is highly unusual for a theme. But uh, Ollie, a block-based theme, came out. I'll just give you a brief summary. came out, and they had an onboarding wizard built into the theme. And some of the people on the theme review team objected and said, this is plug-in territory. Um, it gives you a bit of a commercial advantage, which other themes wouldn't necessarily have. So they recommended it should be removed before inclusion in the repo. Some notable people 
came forward and said, actually, do you know what? We don't think the guidelines require that. And so that was the likes of Justin Tadlock and um, Josepha, uh, Hayden Chomposi, and even Matt Mullenweg chimed in and said, yeah, let it fly. They didn't. In the end, the, the two developers, Mike McAllister and Patrick, have decided to ship their onboarding wizard as a separate plugin. This then will hopefully, at some point, enable other theme developers to utilize that and build on top of it. But Sarah Gooding, writing in the this post on the WP Tavern, it's called Ollie Dash Plugin, so that's what it's called, now available for Ollie Block theme. She really seems to like it. She goes out of her way, I think, to essentially say she thinks it's a really nice idea. Get you set up with a block-based theme. The time to get started is fairly long, and she says this gets you gets you to the races much, much more quickly, especially for things like setting up the, the homepage and things like that. So I will raise it onto the screen. You can see typically with the Ollie theme, it looks beautiful and it allows you to do things like choose your brand, create some pages, select a homepage, and then get your site launched. And uh, yeah, Sarah seems to be a, uh, a real proponent of this. She seems to like it a lot. So bravo, Mr. Posner and Mr. McAllister. Mm. Well done. Again, open up to the uh, the panel. Anything to add? Yeah, I really like it too. I really like that they moved it to a plugin as well. Uh, listening to the, the comments from the team review team, um, but one of the things that I run into in my work most is new users not knowing where to start. And for them, this is like really helpful. WordPress.com has uh, something similar, but uh, to have it uh, on the uh, open source uh, in a way that is available for everybody, I really like it. So well done. Thank you, Wendy. That was it. Yeah, great. Uh, there he is. He's still in the comments. He says, still here. Uh, and he, I don't know if he's saying thanks to me. Possibly not. I suspect he's saying thanks to Mike Johnson because Mike Johnston wrote just prior to that, I loaded the Ollie theme and the Dash plugin on a test site this week. It's a nice looking theme and the plugin is pretty slick. So my expectation is Patrick's probably answering to that. I don't know if you've I don't know if any of you three have actually tried to use a block based theme, but if you are, even if you're really into WordPress, it is not as straightforward as you would wish it to be. There's a really a lot of pitfalls and a lot of little tripwires. And I suspect a lot of people who, well, maybe Roger can talk about this. I don't know if this is the kind of client that they get. Maybe it's not, but I think a lot of churn happens at hosting companies with things like this. You know, you get there, you get set up, you start to create your website and you're quickly like, what the heck even is this? Where are things? Where's the experience of getting me started? And um, yeah, so things like this make that process a whole ton easier. So Roger, maybe that's not your client at all. Actually, this is one of the big, pro uh, this is one of the big problems that our company solves. And nice. I'm very happy nice. that. Uh, Patrick is actually launching some pretty cool stuff on our platform. And uh, Patrick, I know you're still in the comments. We didn't specifically discuss the Ollie WildCloud SaaS, uh, but I know it's something that we discussed in the past. And I'm, I, 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 this is one of the things that lends, that provides more versatility to how uh, people get started. So to, maybe to give a bit more context, what our customers typically do is they sell pre-built managed websites. So instead of getting on a hosting provider and then having to set up everything yourself, and even if you had such a delivery service, then you still have to manage it all yourself and figure it out. That's something that we completely take away 
uh, because the agency can basically manage all of the sites from a single source. And um, the, the thing that Patrick is doing on the platform right now is nothing even remotely similar to what I've just said. Uh, he uses it to, uh, to facilitate a, a, a website called web to zip which is so very interesting. Um, yeah. But the idea of having a pre-built managed website typically means that you focus on a specific use case and solve a problem for a very particular niche. And so um, although you usually can offer multiple design templates for your customers, it usually doesn't really do much configuration. That's often part of, an, of a setup service. But a tool such as uh, the OliWP plugin uh, guides you through the process. So it not only gives you something that you've already uh, bought pre-built, it even helps you familiarize with what you've actually purchased. So I, I love it. Uh, I think Patrick is doing very cool. Cool yeah, it sounds like there could be a lot of uh, synchronicity between what he's doing and what you offer, because any any client, even if you know you paid in, as you describe, you've you've created a template of a site and then you sell that onto the clients, and so they kind of know what they're getting. Let's imagine it's a I don't know a real estate site or something like that, and they got that website uh, on the click of a button. Still, some kind of onboarding is kind of cool and so i don't know exactly what the, the 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 remit of that will be but patrick's here he's still in the comments he says we will also have the plugin in the plugin repository and so obviously roger there's all of what comes with that statement you know you can amend it and what have you uh but the queue the recent queue it will take a couple a couple of months yeah we're still in that phase even though the theme review team have had loads of process updates and some new staff coming on board um, they, whoops, they, um, yeah, there's still a massive queue. So you never know, Roger, maybe you should take this offline with, uh, Patrick and, uh, I'm actually, I've already made a note of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Great. Okay. So Patrick, you can expect Roger, uh, in about, I would say <laughs> in about 38 minutes or something to send you an email, something like that, uh, when we end, uh, Ben layer WP, it could be straightforward and what Ollie uh, has done is a step in the right direction. I entirely agree. And then Patrick's back. In, I, do you know, it's so nice when you feature something on this show and the person who's making it is in the <laughs> chat because it just, it's like, oh, great. Yeah. You just get it right from the horse's mouth. Uh, imagine your WordPress journey starts with just the domain. You don't even need a hosting company to get started. Add your domain, start the onboarding. You have a WP site in a couple of minutes. Brilliant. Okay. Michelle, was everything all right? You disappeared for a moment there. I don't know if that was it. Yeah, I had an internet issue. I rebooted my computer. Everything seems to be fine now. Thank yeah, you. We're back. Good, That's good, good. That's what the, the sign says. She's fine. It's yeah. fine. <laughs> it's fine. This is fine. Nice. Everything's fine. This is fine. Yeah, it's all it's all good. Uh, oh, and it's I just, totally fine. Yeah, no, that was me pressing the wrong button. I actually <laughs> meant to press the this button to make that comment go away, but I actually pressed the button to make Michelle go away. Sorry about that. Uh, okay. Let's put the next piece up. That was on WP Tavern, by the way. This is somebody else who's often on the show. Um, he's often the guest, but he's often also in the chat, but I haven't seen him today. But um, this is um, this is um, Marcus Burnett uh, from GoDaddy, and he's come up with a really neat idea, I think. Cast your mind back, uh, probably three weeks ago, we had the, the WordPress drama where um, suddenly, out of nowhere, in the WordPress plugin repository, a button appeared. And that button allowed you to view the plugin that you were currently inspecting in Playground, which is a browser-based version of WordPress. How that works, 
God only knows, but it does work. Um, but for many theme developers, sorry, plugin developers, they had objections because they didn't ask for it to be done in that way. And in some cases, the plugin simply wouldn't work because of things like, oh, I don't know, dependencies. Let's say you've got a WooCommerce extension. Well, plug Playground's not going to install WooCommerce for you, so that plugin won't work and it will look like your plugin is at fault. So Marcus has come up with what I consider to be the perfect answer to this problem, the perfect antidote. He's basically saying, can we please bring it back, but with two caveats. The first one is you have to opt into it. And the way you would opt into that is by declaring this in your um, in the, the, the file that comes along with your plugin. And you would simply declare playground to be true. Let's zoom in on that. You can see it there, playground colon true. Uh, if you don't want to do that because you don't really want to use Playground because you've got a far more elaborate version uh, elsewhere that really demos exactly what your plugin does, what about this instead? What about being able to create a URL, a demo URI with, uh, with the URL listed? So if you don't fill out either of those, there's no button. If you fill out Playground is true, you get the Playground button. And if you fill out the demo URI, it sends you off to your own version of the plugin where you can install whatever it is that you want to install and make it work. This just seems like the perfect answer. Maybe you're going to shoot me down, but what do you think? I like it a whole lot better than having it automatically do that. So many plugins require so many settings to be able to get it to look like what you want it to look like. That, And also, you know, that sometimes the free plugin in the repo builds on something that already needs to be installed right so yep having those things auto play didn't make a lot of sense because somebody could be easily be dissuaded to use your plugin if it didn't look like what they expected because of all those um you know those settings and things that prerequisites that need to be in place for it to do what it's supposed to do and so i think having an opt-in makes a lot of sense or put or, or a demo site makes a lot of sense both of them actually look really good yeah as the options yeah i think so it seems to satisfy everybody's Everybody's needs, really. Wendy, Roger, anything? Totally agree. Yeah, nice. I thought it was astounding in the first place that this was something that was available for all plugins, especially with the dependencies. Is yeah. just such bad UX. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of a blunder, wasn't it? And I think the um, the the person who was in charge of pushing that live on the repo um, has subsequently sort of said, "Yeah." The, I get it. You know, it, on with hindsight, it probably wasn't the right thing to do. But I think probably on the things that they had tested, it seemed like the right. You know, it seemed like a reasonable thing to do. But obviously, as as we know, with sixty thousand plus plugins in the repository, there's going to be some of those that simply don't work. So yeah, we have it sorted now. I think let's see if that gets implemented. So that was on the make .track .wordpress .org. That's a lot of dots. Um, <laughs> And it's ticket number 7307. So you can go and check that out and you can, you know, give give some commentary on that like a lot of people have. Mm -hmm. Okay, moving on. This is, okay, so first off, I have to say my accessibility chops are probably not what they should be. Um, I think everybody would obviously like everything to be accessible all the time. But this is a post which tries to address one thing on the internet, which is a problem for accessibility. And that is accordions. And I, I cannot say whether this is working or not, but I just saw it. So I thought I'd mention it. And that's part of what I do. 
And this is Taylor Ant, and it's on um, it's on Mastodon. And Taylor is linking to a GitHub. Uh, sorry, it's not GitHub. It's a Gumroad plugin sales site. But it does appear that you can get it for. Let's see if that's acceptable. I don't know. Uh, there's a fair price thing for it, but it's it's called WP Accessible FAQ. And what it will spit out is basically this. So it is an accordion and the claim from Taylor, at least anyway, and as I said, I can't honestly say that I've tested it, um, is that, that, that what, what has been built is an accessibility, you know, um, compliant, uh, accordion. So I just wanted to give that a bit of a mention. And I know that Michelle is big into this topic. We probably all are, but I just happen to know that Michelle is so. What are your thoughts on this? I, if it works like it says it does, I think it's fantastic. I think accordions are one of the things that are hard to get right with accessibility. And so if this, um, if the screen reader reads this properly and, and inspires you to open and continue to read and it works exactly like it should, then it's just, it seems like a no brainer. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, like I said, I don't know if uh, it does actually fulfill all of the obligations, but um, Taylor certainly seems to think that it does. So I will link to it in the show notes. Wendy, Roger, anything to add there? No, no nothing to add. I just have one thing. How much time do you spend searching all these things? Because oh. you have like a massive list of things. They come to me mostly. They come um, to you? I uh, I bring them in from the ether. <laughs> I, I, I have a cauldron. Um, you heard it earlier, actually. And at the beginning, on a Friday night, I just add in some <laughs> WordPress spice and out they come. No, the truth is I have a giant RSS uh, feed. Uh, it's, truly, ah. it's truly overwhelming. I open it up on a Friday morning, getting things ready for, the, for the, you guys to read the show notes at Friday at some point. And I, I probably go through anecdotally about three or four hundred articles. Um, yeah, but I don't read them all. Like anything oh, okay. that starts with a number, I ignore. So it's 10 best things to, nah, nah. that's, you know, <laughs> if, <laughs> that all gets cut out. But then just things which. So all the posts rewrote about 10 cool things about Nathan Wrigley and 10 reasons. Yeah, what? but we all know that's a lie anyway. <laughs> but um, but yeah, so all of that. So, it, but also, what I do, I've got this process of during my browsing during the week, I've got all these browser extensions where I just click a button if something interests me, and it just drops into the queue for this show. So there's a there's a bit of a process uh, going on. But wow. yeah, I, I read, I do read a lot. Um, yeah, nice and whittle it Thanks down for to that. Yeah, because yeah. that would mean we don't have to search the entire internet. That's right. Yeah. The well, the information. The problem is you've got to be aligned with what I think. <laughs> That's the only problem there. Um, but, you know, there's a, there's an audience for that kind of thing. But, yeah. So, anyway, Taylor, thank you. Let's make the assumption that Taylor's done a cracking job yeah. there. Well, Taylor uh, is a blind creator, is a, and so is um, where this was. You could see where it was in in action on the previous slide. Thank you. Tab um, is at blindcopywriter.com slash FAQ test. So I'm going to assume if two blind people are working together on this, then it's probably pretty accessible. That's rich. Do you know what? That's fascinating. I didn't even read the URL, but you are quite right. The, um, the URL for this is blindcopywriter.com forward slash FAQ hyphen test. And that's so, at least yeah, a year. Yeah. That's really interesting. Okay. Maybe 
now that this has um, now that this has arisen, we'll get somebody to have a, a look at it, and we can assess whether it's good, bad, or ugly. My intuition is it's definitely worth a look. So maybe go and have a quick look. Whilst we're on the subject of plugins, I thought I'd mention a few things which have uh, come along in terms of deals. Obviously, it's Black Friday. We mentioned that with my Black Friday page, but here's a couple of things we mentioned them a few weeks ago. Uh, if you're if you need to do bookings, um, there's a new player in town. Uh, it's a WordPress plugin, so typically, you know, Calendly and things like that are a SaaS platform. You can obviously do all of this in WordPress and Fluent Booking. So that's the company behind Fluent Forms and a variety of other projects called WP Manage Ninja. Uh, they've just recently introduced their plugin, and it is currently on a lifetime deal. So if that kind of thing piques your interest, you can get in with early pricing. I think it's fairly feature rich. There's a few bits and pieces. Um, you know, which are not quite there yet, but if anything, if, if there are other products or anything to go by, they have, they will have a fairly aggressive roadmap for that. Also, uh, Presto player, which is a way of skinning, um, a video, like a video from YouTube or Vimeo, uh, you can add playlists and things like that. It's a really nice experience. You can add things onto the top of the video and what happens when the video finishes rather than showing you a bunch of YouTube ads. That's also. Uh, on a lifetime deal. Let's just have a quick look. It's 299 for 25 sites. So again, if you're making a lot of video content, that might be for you. And then these things popped up on AppSumo for me this week. Uh, please don't take these as a recommendation because I've never used them. Uh, but bit integration purports to be something a bit like Zapier for WordPress, a bit like WP Fusion, something like that. So there's that uh, bit integrations. You can find it on AppSumo. Then there's this one, which I thought was kind of curious. If like me, you create, um, create lots of blog posts, but then never go back and do the internal linking so that the mm -hmm. SEO improves. This apparently will do a lot of that work for you. It'll consume your entire website and then figure out where backlinks could work. The words AI probably come to mind. Oh yeah. Look, AI powered right. internal link builder. You can't have a product these days without AI. Can you? Frankly, we have AI cat food. We don't. I made that up. But we, we probably could have. Um, Squirly SEO is another one. This, uh, is an S this is an SEO plugin which will try to tell you what to do as opposed to the incumbents, which all, you know, you fill it out and then it gives you a, gives you an appraisal red, green, uh, sorry, red, orange, green, and that kind of thing. Uh, the idea here is that it, it just scrapes your site and tells you what you should do without you having to think. So again, it's AI, uh, but yeah, hey, there you go. Anything, anything you want to add to those? Probably not. No. Okay. Let's go back to the tavern. I don't know enough about WordPress security, but I do know something that's worth mentioning when I see it. Four million uh, websites is a lot. And so this week, um, I think it was WordFence that spotted this one. The Light Speed Cache plugin has an XSS cross site scripting vulnerability. I am not going to try and describe the ins and outs of it, but basically, if you have Light Speed uh, Cache plugin installed, there is uh, a, there has been a problem with it: insufficient sanitization and output escaping on user supplied attributes. Write that on a postcard and send it to your grandmother. Um, so yeah, so basically, caveat emptor, if you've got this plugin, go and update it because that would be important. I don't suppose you three have got anything to add to that. You never know. One of you might be a full-on security expert and nerd out on that <laughs> or not. 
Come <laughs> <laughs> with a knot. Yeah, at this point, I should have a like a yeah, tumbleweed no, no, no. sound, like a. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let us move on. Um, okay, this one, this one, really interesting because I know a lot of people use Cloudways as their hosting provider of choice. It's now owned by DigitalOcean, I think. Oh yeah, look, the logo even says it. Um, DigitalOcean are running Cloudways. They've collaborated with Patchstack, and if you're in the WordPress space, you'll come across them. They're a WordPress security company, so they deal with the kind of thing that we've just been talking about. And yeah, they are thrilled to announce, I quote, the Cloudways vulnerability scanner to enhance your Cloudways experience. It's powered by Patchstack. Feels on the face of it as if basically the collaboration is Cloudways have put Patchstack's tech inside of your Cloudways control panel, and it will give you the usual bits and pieces you know, telling you if you've got an update for plugins that are required, telling you if there are things which have been, you know, recently flagged by their security team and so on and so forth. But it's just really the monumental size of these two uh, big players, Patchstack really growing at an incredible rate, as far as I can tell. And Cloudways seems like a kind of a bit of a match made in heaven. I bet Roger is going to want to say something about this. At least I hope he will. <laughs> Well, coincidentally, I just had a meeting with Oliver, the Sild. owner of Patchtech. Yeah. Uh, Sild, yeah. Just a few hours ago. And um, they've grown to 20 people in size. Yeah, um, nice. And he's actually showed me this integration last week. And um, it's not just a, an amazing add-on for Cloudways to have. It's also something that will propel the growth of Patchtech to another level because it's basically just an inbound lead magnet. Right, because you're you're clicking on it, it will guide you to to a patch deck page, which will update you on whatever they've just communicated through your admin uh, on your Cloudways account, and um, it'll you know convince you why you should also work with patch deck directly. So it's um, I think it's an amazing improvement for Cloudways, and it's a great tool for uh, patch deck to uh, to grow even more. It's kind of a nice sweet spot for them, isn't it? Because like I, I yeah, obviously. If you cannot, if you've really got no interest in that, if you can't opt out of those notifications, that would be a bit of an annoyance, I suppose. You know, if you've got mm -hmm. something else figured out, but not. Well, I, I can't see how anybody would be annoyed if some security company comes along and says, "Do you know what? There's three things on your website which we absolutely know need attention. Click on this link, and we'll tell you more about them." It's just a perfect win-win, isn't it? You know, Cloudways it's win because they're adding something for nothing. Patch stack win because they get a whole load of. I mean, it, I'm suspecting it'll be a whole load of new traffic. Um, it's a flood and, wave, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, and they and they it's don't. very unintrusive as well. It's right. just a, it's just an icon in your account. Um, so yeah, it's it's I, I've seen it. It's very it's it's just very helpful to to have. Yeah, it doesn't look like they're sort of doing anything on the back end to sort of update your files or anything like that. This is more an advice based. Uh, collaboration. So Patchstack are just telling you that there are things which are worth looking at. And they they make this point, you get 48 hours um, where they will say they will give you that little head start before it's released into the, into the public domain. So for things which are about to be released, it looks like Patchstack will give you at least 48 hours to be ahead of that. And obviously, you know, barring the weekend and things like that, that should give you enough time to update your sites so another nice we'll collaboration many yeah. difficult conversations with customers with clients yes yeah. 
exactly. Good point. Solid WP was previously iThemes and iThemes Security. Solid WP Security Pro is also um, recently joined with PatchStack. And so PatchStack is part of iThemes Security Pro, putting in that firewall layer when you're using what was previously iThemes Security, which is now Solid WP. So I think it's exciting that PatchStack is doing some amazing things and working with some amazing companies to make sure that our sites are well protected and patched before we even know there is a vulnerability. I think that's the sort of that's really the kind of reason I was saying that patch deck seem to be growing at a really good rate. They seem to have recently. So you're mentioning Solid WP, aka was uh, I think security. Um, now Solid WP, the partnership with them is, makes that whole patch deck side of things really credible. Now you got Cloudways that makes that whole side of things really credible. But I guess. I guess the the interesting thing here for Patchstack is that it's the digital ocean space, uh, or rather cloudways space. I don't suppose the confines of WordPress are they? So presumably they can, uh, you know, reach a, a much bigger audience because you don't have to be wow. using uh, WordPress in order to be on their platform. I think I heard a dog, but I could be wrong. Um, well, well, it's mine. Is it your dog? It's Michelle. No. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. oh. <laughs> Sorry, Michelle. Oh, that goes two ways. That goes two ways. Oh, excuse me. I saw the mailman go by. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> went and bit his leg. <laughs> Wendy, we have to have the dog on the screen. I'm sorry. It's not acceptable to have a barky dog that we don't get to see. Let me get uh, it. Okay, you let me back. Well, no. Let's get rid of this outcome. I actually have two. Oh. And here, Barky Thomas. And after heard a sign on the front page, we on dying. Michelle, whatever you're saying, that Barky dog is, is totally. No. It's. Look, there, there they go. We got to see them for a brief moment. I saw Yorkie, I think. This episode is going to be now called Barky or Dog. The dogs. Uh, I think Barky Dog. Or th this is fine. Oh, look! One <laughs> in each arm. That's one, and there's one. Two tiny little dogs. Oh. And there's my ghost dad. Yeah. In the uh, they belong on the screen. That's so lovely. Thank you. Hi. <laughs> Hi, dad. There's dad. Look at the hedge car. Brilliant. This show never gets derailed, does it? <laughs> Not ever. It never goes off piece at all. Right. Okay. Let's get back to the sort of WordPressy stuff. Okay. This is this is not really WordPress at all, but it's very adjacent to WordPress. And I think, for me at least, anyway, this is quite nice news. So this came on the Matt blog, ma.tt. So this is Matt Mullenweg's personal blog, and it is to announce that automatic. Uh, have purchased uh, an app called Texts. So five letters, T-E-X-T-S dot com. I mean, goodness only knows what that domain alone would have been worth. But they bought the SaaS app for, I think the total was, you can correct me if I'm wrong, was it 50 million US dollars? I think something, yeah, like, something that. like that. Um, the intention is to be able to consume all of your messaging services and have them in one interface. And I've got to say that this, I, I actually think this is a genuine problem which somebody needed to solve. And I didn't realize texts had done it. So I'm a member of various local societies where I live. One of them uses WhatsApp. Another one uses Facebook Messenger. 
I prefer to use Signal for everything. Then you've got text message. Then you've got Slack and you've got LinkedIn and you've got, you know, Facebook normal off there. In fact, the dog is there. Um, Wendy, I'm going to mute you whilst the dog is there briefly. Uh, hold on. How do I mute you? I don't know how I mute you. If you mute you, that would be I was great. already muted. Oh, so. that's great. Thank yeah. you. Um, and it consumes all of those into one feed. Uh, so, yeah, $50 million, I think. This is great. I, I would love it if somebody solves that problem. So let me just go through onto the page and you can see what it is that they're claiming to do. I don't know if you can see the logos at the bottom there, but we've got Telegram, WhatsApp, Apple, I guess that's iMessage, Discord, LinkedIn, Facebook Messenger, Signal, Slack, Instagram. There's probably more. Oh, yeah, there we go. Which ones <laughs> did I make? Oh, Twitter. Twitter. I wonder if Elon is going to allow this. Um, but Twitter apparently is in there as well, plus all the other ones that they said. And the idea is it just consumes it all into one single feed. Uh, and I, I love that it's automatic that's bought this because my impression, at least anyway, is that the products that they've bought in the past, they have not destroyed. Um, they've done a good job and I, I just have this intuition that they're to be trusted. So I don't know if you guys have any thoughts on this, but I think it's a real problem being solved. It's great. So can you also, wait, hold on. So I was wondering if you're, so it now also includes the, the encryption. So you're basically getting signal level encryption, but you're probably texting people on WhatsApp. Is that how it works? Because that was the I really don't swell. know because yeah, the encryption level on, on each of these, you would imagine there is a different thing going on. So I don't. Really, no. I'll just read. I mean, they make this bold claim at the top. So presumably this website existed before uh, Automatic acquired it. I don't know. I mean, at the masthead of the website, it does say it's part of Automatic. So maybe they've updated this website, but it, but it, you know, it might have been around for ages. It says, your message never touched texts servers. So there's that. Uh, they're encrypted and sent directly to the messaging platforms. Texts makes money. So the company, Texts, makes money through a monthly subscription, not through your data. So mm. I would happily pay for this if it turned out that everything that they said previously was true. I mean, I'm not going to pay like $80 a month or anything like that, but I would happily pay to have all of that, just one app. And then, of course, they've got AI because, you know, You've got to yeah, have, of course, AI. Take some um, but then, they, yeah, they combine it all into one inbox. And I don't know if there's a Mac app and a desktop app for Windows and all of that kind of stuff. But genuinely, it just it does kind of frustrate me that the world is in different little ecosystems and we can't communicate with each other. Um, so as a perfect example, my child goes to a club and they only communicate through Facebook, what's it called, WhatsApp. I don't really want WhatsApp on my phone, but I have to have it if I want my son to be getting regular updates and things like that. So this hopefully would solve those problems. Anyway, I've talked too much. Wendy. Yeah, I have it. Oh, yes. And what's it like? You, the, why, why do you have it, Wendy? Tell us why you got it first. <laughs> I work at Automatic, so yeah. I'm it. Did you... Um, yes. Did you know this was coming then? Is this something that's been in the pipeline for a while? Uh, I did not uh, until it was announced that we okay. could download it and test it, uh, which is what I did. And? And um, yeah, I it didn't realized- didn't work at all. 
Everything I is thought, a lie. I thought it, it works. It works. It does what it says it does. Um, I thought I would love it, but um, I now found out I like my things in little departments. So I mm. uninstalled it. Also, it's not working on a phone. So um, for me, a phone might be an interesting thing where it could work. But on my desktop, um, everything is... Uh, super organized. Every little silo is in its own silo. And um, I thought it would be nice to have everything in one thing. And um, it didn't work for me at all. Huh. I really liked it in different parts of the Wendy computer ecosystem. I, I'm hoping this is open source because I'm going to download it and fork it and then redistribute <laughs> the platform as 19 different apps, one for each of the services that you can use. <laughs> So I'm going to have a WhatsApp add-on, a Slack add-on, <laughs> a Facebook Messenger add-on, and they'll all open in a completely separate window, and you'll be right back where you started, um, Wendy. But yeah, the thing is, maybe I didn't, I didn't work it out correctly because I have different, different. Um, I am, I am very active. I'm a very active muter, so um, I have different settings for muting different things at different times, and that was uh, missing. Oh, okay. Okay. So it doesn't combat that problem of like notifications and overload of stuff that you don't want at different times of day. Okay. That's interesting. Maybe these features will come. Oh, maybe I didn't, I didn't look up because uh, with testing new things, I'm like, oh, cool, new thing. If it doesn't work within two minutes, I'm like, yeah, no, tell me later how to do it. Okay. Now the episode's going to be called cool, new thing. Um, yeah, I get it though. I, I, because I dislike all, all the the mess that it creates in my life. I hadn't really thought about your use case, but if you want to switch off, let's say Messenger, I don't know, five o'clock is the deadline, and it comes back on at nine in the morning because mes Messenger is the thing that you use for work. Say, yeah, that that kind of makes sense. And for me, it's just the frustration of. I think really it's the frustration of giving everything to Facebook in the UK this this week. Um, the, 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 there's this whole thing still in the press at the moment about um, things like Brexit and what was said by whom and when and whether there was collusion from different parts of the world. And it turns out that most of the communication about the whole Brexit thing amongst the people making the decisions was done on WhatsApp. Mm. And, and mm. I just think that's so weird that we would yeah. be using a Facebook product to make decisions about key parts of British politics. But anyway, there you go. Yeah, if that if that's any I may may not maybe I shouldn't be saying this. But if that's anything like how it works in the Netherlands, it's because anything that you email to each other is automatically documented. Uh, so all of the rumors, all of the chit chat, all of the the work that's done before they are ready to formalize anything in like an official document. And that, that includes any email, uh, they'll discuss it on WhatsApp. Okay. So it's like a, it's a legit SMS, like a legit way of, um, of saying something that, you know, you, that can't be unencrypted. So you can do it. It's like a back channel. Um, and the it's problem, like a back channel. yeah, the problem that we have here is that the it would appear that almost everybody who did use uh, WhatsApp has now deleted their their trove of messages. And so when the uh, when the authorities come to them and say, "Okay, tell us what was in the, what the contents of your messages was," they can simply say, "Well, it's all gone. It was deleted. I deleted oh, things." We have a similar problem. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so this won't solve any of that, but at least, <laughs> at least it'll, at least it'll put it into one place. And uh, yeah. Anyway, there we go. Yeah, I, just I must thought... say I have one thing to add because I'm not saying that it's not a good thing, um, but um, I all I only use browser uh, browser things for for everything, um, so I'm not using apps. So that might have tricked, uh, that might have jinxed it uh, as well a little okay. bit because I'm so used to doing the thing that I'm doing yep. that, yeah. So Well, um, but, uh, give it a go. Yeah, give it a go. Uh, I won't say that Wendy's got invites, but Wendy's got invites. Uh, that's, that's all <laughs> I'm not saying. Try. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. So anyway, there we go. That's a new Yeah, I got, I got a couple of invites. She's got a couple of invites, so you act quickly uh, if you fancy that. Right, okay, last couple of things. Oh, by the way, I tried to sign up and I got on the wait list, so it looks like that's the process at the moment. We're very, very short of time, so I'm going to... Okay, very quickly, I'm I'm going to mention this and then you can go and find it out for yourself. So Halloween is not a big deal in the UK. Um, not really, and not, not to the scale it is in the US, where it almost feels like Halloween is on on par with Christmas in terms of the engagement and the the public messaging and the, the sort of spirit in which everybody enters into it. In the UK, it's basically small children and people like me with nothing else to do with their lives apart from create <laughs> orange backgrounds and cackling sounds on their live webinars. Um, but it turns out that apparently the whole thing started in Ireland and was taken over from Ireland to North America. So if you have an Irish passport, you can uh, you know you can claim ownership of the whole Halloween tradition. And so I'm going to link to that, that blog. Can I share an invite? Look, Wendy, you got, you got it coming in already. <laughs> oh dear. <laughs> yeah. So, send me a DM on Twitter and uh, I will, uh, I will send you. There you go. Thank you. Anyway. So if you've got an Irish passport, this is the deal. Now this is my favorite story of all time. <laughs> <laughs> Michelle, can I just say, do that laugh again. (laughs) Brilliant. Um, Oh, God. Uh, This is so great. Can you imagine being present at this place? Nothing to do with WordPress, um, but Wendy supplied us with this story, so I feel Wendy should introduce it. It's Michelle. It Sorry, it, I apologize. It was Michelle. It wasn't when you scroll down, there's a video. I don't know oh, if you saw can that. we? Dare we? So you can actually see. Is it. there a video there or is my ad yeah, blocker is... stopping it? Oh, it might be stopping it. There Let was a video. Let me just turn off the ad blockers. Hold on. Let's just refresh. See if there's a video. Reject all. Go on. No, I've got more it's ad blockers. It's in that tweet. That, that tweet right there that's not showing up right there. This one? Yeah. Uh, if Believe Elon Musk was... has got anything to do with that, I won't even be able to see that. Okay, yeah, okay. Oh, 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 oh. oh wow! Trickle. It's actually hundreds of thousands of oh, gallons wow. um, of of port wine just flow. It literally flowing through the streets of Port Al. Um, I just went in search of weird stories and found this one. It was about a month ago that um, I had listed at that point, and I just want to know. I don't think Bob WP is like watching right now. But if he were, I just want to know if he went down there with his like Tupperware containers and just started. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know, it would be you know, me. It, just lay flat on the street and open your mouth. Yeah, Seriously. It, it is interesting. I was having a communication with Bob 
on the same day that this uh, this thing happened on, well, probably some messaging platform, and the conversation did get progressively more, you know, difficult to understand. From parents, uh, they're suspect- bringing them samples. Look at that. That's a full-on deluge of booze. That's hysterical. I honestly honestly thought it was when we saw this video, it was going to be like a little bit of a trickle. That is a full-on... It it looks like it's all the wine in Portugal. (laughs) It's a thing. It does. Mike Johnson said people all over Portugal were crying, which I can imagine because I can't even imagine how much money money is worth of wine that was. But it says towards the top somewhere about how like how big the the, the storage containers were. I just don't work. Oh, there you go. There we go. Million liters wow. of wine. So for those of us in the U- <laughs> those of us in Europe using metric, two point two million. Li- <laughs> oh, <yeah, the> <laughs> I can't even yeah. say the words. Two point two million liters of wine, which is five hundred and eighty-one. Thousand gallons yeah. poured down this street <laughs> and insanity straight into the. Seriously though, that that street that we were looking at and that video is, by the way, still go. Oh no, it was fifty-eight seconds long. It's a full-on torrent. Um, this has to end up in a watercourse somewhere. So mm. somewhere there are some very very merry fish. <laughs> Just <laughs> unfortunately, <laughs> they're probably dead because. <laughs> oh! Toxin oh, for wildlife, oh, but that's sad. There are probably some very happy bees because bees will drink things that are fermented and then have a little fun time flying away. But I don't think the fish would survive. Interesting. Uh, Peter Neri says it's a full-on tragedy. Yeah. It's funny. It is, we all yeah. watched this and all of us exclaimed like quite a lot of shock. It's yeah. the idea of such. We know that if you put that in a bottle, it's going to cost you quite a lot of money. There it all is. Just can you imagine how much how amazing it would smell though? Like to be walking oh. down a street to smell that wine. My favorite story, like I say, of all time. Feature <laughs> continues. Feature <laughs> continues to say, "I come from a winemaking family, and this is truly shaking me to my core." Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Uh, what we will find out, and it'll be hysterical next week. We'll find out it's deep fake, and it was just rainwater that somebody with an AI <laughs> made red and uh, sucked us all in with their story. That is it. That's all we've got time for. However, 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 not quite, because at the end of this show, we always do this somewhat humiliating, uh, you know, we do this sort of hand wavy <laughs> thing. But uh, honestly, if I can make you more humiliated, I will do it. And today... <laughs> <laughs> so, so what we have to do is we have to line our bodies up so that it kind of goes... Oh, the dogs don't want it. Okay, here we go. Raise your hands. Make sure that the hand doesn't go in front of the pumpkin there. Oh, look, Roger's even holding his up. Oh, I love it. <laughs> Perfect. The most humiliated you have been in your lives. I fully appreciate the fact that you were. Only, if only, Nathan, if only this was the most humiliating thing. <laughs> I must try harder. I really must try harder. That was episode number 273 of This Week in WordPress. It goes without saying, I'd like to thank Wendy. I'd like to thank Roger. Hopefully they'll come back on the show. They'll really appreciate it if you did. But also, you know, going to the next level, there's Michelle Frechette with her pretty... Oh, that is the goal? That is what... Oh, yeah, that's the level. That's the level we've all. That's the depths we've got to plumb ourselves to. Uh, Oh, look, she's. (laughs) Michelle, I have to ask just before we end. It was really hot. 
All of that, right? You made, yeah. right? It looks like it's paper. You've cut out. It is. It took an afternoon to cut out all the paper and glue it on. My daughter saw it when she was over. She said, did you do that yourself? I said, yeah, <laughs> I know it looks like a toddler did it, but I did it myself. Michelle, I, I can only say thank you. You brighten my life. You brighten so everybody. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You brighten everybody else's lives. I really yeah, appreciate it. Yeah, you set the it. standard. I mean, he has set the standard. I don't know what that. I'm going to do next year, but I have to start thinking now if I'm going to talk about it. Who cares? Oh, we got the Christmas episode coming up. You got, you got that. Uh, <laughs> so, all right, we're going to end it now. Thank you so much for joining us. I really appreciate it. We will see you <laughs> next week. Thanks for the comments. Take it easy.